Megan, I'll tell you one thing. It is getting cold out. What, what was the average temperature this morning? This morning it was 30. I know. Like going out, putting gloves back on, jackets back on. You don't think about it. You know what I like about our new sponsor? What's that? They have a hot uh, hydration beverage that you can use to get your uh, salt and sodium and all that stuff without having to uh, drink a cold drink after your, after your workout. This is very true. This is very true. So our sponsor for this episode is Element. If you haven't heard of them, they're a zero sugar electrolyte drink mix. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of sodium, potassium, all the potassium magnesium, all the, th- all the stuff, all the electrolytes you need. I've been using it. You've been using it. What do you think? I love it. Um, and the new hot drink that we're talking about comes in three flavors. It's the chocolate medley, as they call it. So it's chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Okay. I know you. What's your favorite? Chocolate chai. I would go with chai as well. It's really nice because a lot of times in the winter, you forget to drink water because you don't feel as thirsty like you do in the summer. And so when you have a nice hot beverage, it's a perfect reminder to get your electrolytes and fluid in without uh, much effort. So the exciting thing for our listeners is that you can get a free element sample pack with any purchase if you use our link. And our link is drinkelement.com slash the drop. Yeah. So go out and get yourself some element and uh, we're going to continue drinking it. All right. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And this is no ordinary drop. This is the Olympic Trials recap. We went there with Hoka and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see how much we talk about the Olympic trials. <laughs> I'm going to try and derail it as much as possible. That checks out. I appreciate that because you know what? I mean, I'm trialed out, dude. I Thomas, know. You look like you're still there. I'm I more- am. I'm still all <laughs> hook it out. Like, I'm, more, it all. I'm more trialed out than OJ, dude. Oh. Solid. <laughs> nice. Nice. That, what year would have that been? 1990. That tri- How long was that trial? That was long, right? It was like yeah. three years. The trial was three years. Maybe. I don't know. Dude, there's no way. (laughs) Judge Ito, the Kardashians. I always did feel bad for those jurors because they were sequestered for like Dude, they were having a great time. Those, did you see those jurors? They had no. What happens to you? You have like a job. Those were not people with (laughs) jobs. They had a great time. You think being in a hotel room for three months is a great time? Not talking to people? (laughs) Go, can you Google the. The jurors. Of, no, we're uh, not okay. doing that right now. Uh, I'll see how long the length was. All right. That's, I'm it, tr- talking about trials here. Yeah. Uh, uh, 11, it was 11 months, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was a long time. Like if you had a job, you lost it. You can't be away for 11 months. I mean, they were doing stuff like driving out to OJ's yeah. house and looking at like his driveway. Yeah. None of it mattered. Blood spatter- yeah. None of it. It was all pointless. I love that he wrote a book <laughs> called I Did It. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Why do we keep talking we about We talked him? about this on the podcast? Yeah. I thought we talked about this at dinner. Uh, no. Probably that too. We yeah. talked about it on the podcast. All right. I so this was Olympic trials <laughs> and it was down in Orlando, Florida. Look at me doing your job. Yeah. All right, Megan, get on it. You say it. Yeah. Uh, we flew to Orlando on Wednesday. We immediately went to the Hoka Fly Lab. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Fly Zone, mm-hmm. which is their spectating area. Or the Fly Human Fly. That's their hashtag. Is uh, it, isn't that the movie with uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? 
No, that's just the fly. And you might be thinking of the song by, um, is it R. Kelly? Did I believe I can fly? Yeah, Space Jam. I believe I can touch the sky. Yes. Spread my wings and I fly okay. away. Okay, we got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, mm-hmm. Space Jam original. When did that? That might have been the same time as the OJ trial, actually. <laughs> and we're back. I think it was OJ was singing that song a lot. It was a little bit after, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway. are we doing are we doing like BC and AC like or uh, ACDC? No, no, like before Christ, after Christ, or how does uh, it go? Before yeah, Bo- BC and AC, OJ and yeah. AJ. Are we doing that with OJ? Yeah, yeah. Okay, from now on, from now, here to four till the end of time, <laughs> that will be our time zone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll ask on all our interviews for the podcast. We'll ask if you were born before or after like, OJ. Like uh, Joan Benoit won the Olympic medal for women. B-O-J. Bo-J. Bo-J. Bodge. <laughs> all right. So anyways, we did go to this. We went to the Hoka Human Fly Lab. Yeah. Wait, they, just Fly just Lab. Just Fly Lab. No human. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, Hoka like basically took a hair salon and then transformed it into. Uh, I mean, at this point, why call it a hair salon? Because that's what it was. I know, but there was no chairs or anything in there. She's. <laughs> <laughs> That's I just the whole said point. they transformed it. <laughs> okay. I was explaining that. Explain it. Well, I mean, I don't know what they did, but actually we learned that the, um, whatever agency they hired to turn that into that. Rome. They mm-hmm. had a, they like had a camera. So they videoed the whole thing and we're going to like time lapse it to see the transformation. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's out there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it's out there like our video with the Chris Chavez and, uh, Kyle Merber that I can't seem to find. I guess we were live, but not recorded. Oh, I didn't even look for that because I was like, I don't even want to see what people were commenting on oh, about I know, same. my my uh, marathon takes. So I refused to even watch it. So it's not even out there. I, hope not. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> no way. That doesn't mean anything. Is it though. the podcast though? Like, And I'd like to apologize to the sponsor for dropping the F-bomb on the uh, podcast. What podcast? There's? The live yeah. show. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. You have no class, man. I don't. So, yeah, that's why we don't get invited to things after after the first time they invite us. <laughs> Nothing nice. <laughs> so they, so the. So we, so the embargo for the Hoka CLO X1 was technically not until the next morning. Thursday. So while we were there Wednesday night, we went to go capture a bunch of content. We did an interview with Becca Bro, which is now live on YouTube. And it was really weird, though, because I just wanted to, like, post stories of what we were doing, and we couldn't do any of that. Yeah. So it looked like we did nothing Wednesday. It was Rebecca Bro and Val. Val, yeah. Val Weiler, who's the who's, senior designer for Hoka. Yeah, but now she's now she got a promotion. Is that the current senior yeah. designer is a, is a promotion? Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, they're, they're both fantastic. Mm-hmm. Val seems very talented, both in shoe design and running. Yeah, they were on, a, and they were the, on the podcast this past week as the guest podcast. Um, and did you see my poll question? Because I felt pretty proud about it. That about which shoe would win, and that there's no Puma on. No, there? dude, not that. But yeah, no. I, did, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that one. I yeah, the the poll for the week before was which shoe would win the trials or most on the podium. Somehow forgot about Puma, <laughs> which mm. well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. 
Anyways, the no, the poll for the Hoka one was, uh, what's the best name for a Hoka ska band? And can I run down the options? Oh, yeah. I came up with. I a, saw there was a pretty bad one that off the top wrote, of my head. Yeah, you go ahead. No, I made, yeah, I made all these up. Oh, okay, go. Scott. Oh, we found it. Is there comments? Yeah, I'm not going to read them. Can you send me that link? I want to read them. So There's it's got to be good. Oh, one. the City of Smag? Wait, when we get to the City of Smag part of this show, we should read some of the comments. Oh, jeez. I don't. Okay. okay. I can't do it. It's like mean tweets. It'll be good. I don't need micro traumas in my life. Right. So there's, there's only four comments and they're all fine. Don't worry oh, about okay. It. All right. So the the best names for Hoka Ska band, the options I had were Ska's Elite. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. Uh, Mighty Mighty Cliff Tones. <laughs> okay. okay. And then Hoka Mock Sax mm. instead of six. Yeah. And then Real Big Bondi's, Real Big Fish being the Ska band. I mean, I like the first one. Yeah, the Scott first one was your best word. So right now on the poll, that and Mighty Mighty Cliff Tones are tied. For See, and first. I hate that one because the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones suck. And I'm, you can come at me. I don't care. You think they suck? <laughs> like, is that the one? Didn't they do stuff for Shrek? Dude, that's friggin' Smash Mouth. Okay, <laughs> that's how <laughs> the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones sound the same to me. <laughs> uh, that's like. Comparing someone to Smash Mouth is well, a real thorn in the. They're right there. I, like, you're in the my heart. mighty mighty Boss Tones cassette tape would be right next to my Smash Mouth cassette tape, which would be by my Nickelback sketch. <sighs> uh, ta- you know my uh, cassette tape. Sorry, mighty mighty Boss Tones. Um, Didn't they sing a song like "Knock on Wood"? Yeah, that's the, the one. impression that I get. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. They could be doing Shrek Five. I think at the time that came out, I thought it was maybe one of the best songs ever written. Did you like Chawamba Wamba as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> not even on an ironic level. I couldn't like Chumba Wamba. Would you walk one thousand miles? Uh, who the, was that band? The Pretenders. Is that who did the? Uh, or no? Uh, I'm thinking of the Friends. Um, proclaimers, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, that was a bad time for music, anyways. So, that was that's a little bit of uh, that, that was still AOJ, I think, after OJ. Those, yeah, that definitely bands. was that. Oh, no, that's right there. I think the Mighty Mighty Boston's might have been BOJ, yeah, definitely. because uh, um, you're looking at that would be like. When was OJ's case? 96, 97? Come on, internet, internet, you're screwing my Googling skills. Uh, this is embarrassing because I'm pretty proud about my Googling skills and the internet is just really. While you're doing Googling, I'm going to say the interview that Robbie and Megan hosted with Rebecca Bro and Val was, was really good. It was nice that even in kind of like. It was AOJ, by the way. What was the Scossel impression that I get? Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, it was really good. You guys did a phenomenal job. I like the way that we balanced the. We were able to stay true to our critiques and of the shoe, right in front of you know them in the you know and give positive feedback as well. I thought it was really balanced, and also I liked learning a little bit about both of them, especially uh, Becca's. Uh, you know, running home. Music background. Music. Oh, trumpeting. Yeah. That was a highlight. That I was. Think. I thought the running back to the house at the dinner bell. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah. I did like that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was all in all just a really good interview. I did want to say, and I brought this up to you guys and to Val. 
I hate as re- writing shoe reviews and then meeting designers because I don't, I like to pretend they're just a nameless, faceless yeah. entity because it's just like, like, I don't know. Even if you're being nice or not being nice about shoes, you just don't want to put that name to a face. I agree with you. I I think that's the tough part was first off, she's so sweet and nice. Mm -hmm. Like when we were there, I'm like, I wish I'd never said anything bad about this shoe. (laughs) Or any of the past shoes. Uh, Or any past shoe. But like, here's the thing that I appreciate about meeting her was she already knew the stuff that we were going to say. Yeah. Like, we had criti- criticized uh, a certain aspects of the CLOX one. Read the review if you want to know what, what we criticized. And in talking to her, she's probably more critical of our work than we're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Like she already knew what we yeah, were going to say. Yeah. And she was actually adding stuff in um, that she wanted to work on. Yeah. Like she's like, and I think that any artist or any creative person does that. Yeah. They see their finished product and they, you might get like an hour, couple days where you're like, oh, this is really good. And then you're like, oh, you look back at it a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, really could have done this better. Well, and she's already working on version two. And no, so she's working on version three or version three. But, and like a lot of what we were saying we didn't love about the shoe she had already addressed in these pre in these next versions. So, well, the funny thing was then when I was like trying to be like, but here's the things we do love about the shoe. She's like, nah, nah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I think we talked about this before, but it is, they even sit, will tell you in person. Thanks for being honest, for critiquing and everything, because it helps them, uh, be better at their work in the future. And it gives them an, a perspective outside of the, internal for maybe sure. that can maybe sometimes be an echo chamber yeah i feel to kind of pat ourselves on the back like we're doing right now um <laughs> the what i'm going to say is we're I, I i don't think we are mean i think that we point out what we feel could be done better yeah and then also especially you robbie you take a lot of time saying this shoe may not be in my wheelhouse, but here's the person right? or right. that somebody else might find a different opinion on it and their opinion could be valid and they may like this shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. So that was a fun evening. Um, and then the next day we got up, went for a run. I ran with the... Well, can I say one thing before we move on? Yeah. Uh, we did the first thoughts video. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to have Chris Chavez, Tommy Runs, Gary, um, Matt B. Uh, who am I missing? Chris Chung. Chris Chung. We got all their first impressions of the shoe. Drew Wickham? No, Drew was out front and with Kafuzi oh, okay. and stuff like that, I which I I, I, got I don't know why. I, I, I wanted Kafuzi to be part. I offered... A, it to okay to drew but yeah I, I thought i think he got there late um anyway i would have liked to have their opinion but it was fun because that time it took all the pressure off while we we're just talking about like our critiques of the shoe you're like okay let these guys in front of them uh-huh. say what they think so you can check out that video as well on youtube where they try out the shoe and let us know uh what they thought right away mm-hmm. and you know it's just it's kind of fun just to be around all these people that we 
see online and on Instagram, especially like I hadn't, I haven't spent this much time with Chris Chavez before. And I really like him. I thought he was a nice guy. Yeah. And then, so the next day was Thursday. I went running with Aldrin, our stability reviewer or former stability reviewer. And then you also, you guys also went running. We did our own things. Yeah. I, um, I was just going to go run around the lake and I just happened to run, like literally run into, um, my co Drew Whitcomb and Peter Bromka. And they were like, we're doing the course loop. And I thought they said they were doing a loop around the lake. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden I realized that I was like four miles away and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like we're running the course loop. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And Carl and I did, uh, just a, a run. Uh-huh. mostly around that lake that you were talking about. Cause we only did like four miles. Cause then we knew that we were going to have the shakeout run later in the day. Cool. Yeah. Which, so the shakeout run was at the track shack with Hoka. And that was the first chance that people got to try the, um, the CLO X one. If you don't know about the track shack either in Orlando, <clears throat> it's one of those iconic running stores. that goes back to like the seventies. There's like walls of memorabilia. There's all sorts of, you know, pictures and artifacts from running. It's it's just a neat store and uh, did a great job hosting. They pretty much hosted everything that was going on. I didn't realize that they pay out the purse for I, the oh I didn't know for that. the race for like, the Olympic trials. Yeah, I saw it said I saw that somewhere on the um on the app I think or like on some like screen that said it said like purse payouts provided by Orlando Track Shack. They got to have like that's got to be pooled. Yeah, that can't money. be like them. I that's what I thought too because that's like a shit ton of yeah. money. But I, like I don't know, maybe I'm huh. confused. But I saw how that. much were it was the purse. Um, total? it was what's that? The total was uh, like five hundred thousand dollars. All I know is that Clayton Young lost that lost out on fifteen grand yeah, by sure letting did. Connor Mance go ahead of him. <laughs> I wonder how much Connor's That's Nike a- bonus was if he went if he got through. He's probably like, oh, trust me, dude. I'll give you. 15. I wonder why we haven't seen more memes of of Clayton like going like this and just like money flying around. <laughs> <laughs> we sh- yeah, I'm surprised by that. Or or uh, that picture of Galen Rupp throwing up and being like, oh. you let you let Connor Mance win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one is something. I mean, $15,000 can buy you a lot of, like... It can't get you, like, a Ford Explorer to escape, or no, a Ford, but Ford Bronco to escape the police. It couldn't. You know, with your best friend. It could buy you a lot of fireworks, though. I know that. Yeah, so it was 600000 in total. Wow. Yeah, that seems... 80000 to the top two, and then sixty five, and it went down, and they awarded to the top ten. And then you got to figure the brands have bonuses built into these people's contracts. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's, there's some, that's a good day. I, dude, I'm sprinting to the finish. Yeah. I don't even care how I don't, Thomas, Robbie would have you, thrown a stick at my legs. Me, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you, yeah, I don't think we talked to anyone else who said they would have done that. Like we were chatting with another, um, pro athlete, pro athlete who ran that day and they were like, there's zero chance that I would have let that happen. Yeah. This is, is on several different levels, like you won the Olympic trials, you get financial bonuses. The athlete we talked to, their their father happens to be in financial services, so she was like, "No way, I would ever let that happen." Yeah, but I mean that that's just because it shows how nice of a guy he is. Yeah, because I think even 
I mean, just in general, even if there wasn't money on the line, to let someone right. finish in front of you on such an event, like, an event like that is. No, it, it's also kind it, of a bummer for Asics, just because. Oh, for sure, want, dude. When I saw the Nike like yeah. post straight up to their to their Instagram, yeah. like the main Instagram of uh, Connor Man's Cross, I was like, that's got to chap their ass. Well, sure. the, what they can say is, look, this is the type of character of an athlete that. We we bring to the table. How do you show that in values. a photograph? <laughs> you show Connor Mance. <laughs> you replace all Connor Mance's logos with Asics logos. Yeah, yeah. But maybe in the maybe they have a deal that if it comes down to the Olympics that and they run together that they he'll let him switch places. He better let him switch places. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah, that they've got a good shot at that. What was their time? Uh, two oh well, nine. Yeah. In Orlando, well, I think. I mean, Galen in Rio ran. I don't know what time he ran, but he got bronze, right? Galen didn't he? Didn't he medal in one of the or get fourth that. or get like fourth place? Maybe. Hold on. Here's the crazy thing that I think about when it comes to the Olympics. Some of these countries, they only can send, you know, a limited amount of people. They probably have ten people in Kenya that can run, you know. 205. Yeah, that's and the they crazy only get thing. to send. But they only get to send. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. Yeah, they only get to send so many people there. Um, so he finished, uh, okay, he finished fifth. So wait, fifth in the 10,000. No, he won a bronze medal. Okay. In I'm the not, marathon? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm not crazy. That. In 2016, he ran a 210 in Rio and got a bronze. 210 is totally achievable by. But either Clayton Young or Connor Mance. Yeah. Just saying. All right, first check-in. Maybe you're out there running by yourself right now. You don't have a club. You don't have a group. Maybe you don't have friends that run. Who knows? Well, you kind of do, us. So hopefully you know that we really appreciate that you're listening. And we hope that you make it out to one of our runs one time. I think you're going to have a good time. I know I always do. So the first tip Come out for a run. Because it was a hot day. Like, it was a hot day. You should Rio. make a deal with Clayton Young right now. If he crosses, he'll give you his medal. But there's there's like <laughs> yeah. a bunch of dudes running like 203s and 201s now. The same, but I'm just saying like 26. Yeah, but yeah. They, they so, can't, he can only send a yeah. number yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah. And you don't know. What Anyhow, we're forgetting about the shakeout. And I have to say it was fun to meet some of uh, y'all out there. And uh, especially one guy who stood out to me that I spent some time running around was Rizzo, who's helping L.A. get people pumped up for the trials coming up in Los Angeles when the Olympics come back to the U.S. Four years from now. Rizzo? That's not like a, yeah. <laughs> that's not like a Wish.com version of Lizzo. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he, Rizzo the rat from the Muppets, remember that? Yeah, I do, man. I <laughs> loved Rizzo. He's the best. Yeah. He's a good one. <laughs> Shout out to Rizzo the rat. Anyway, Rizzo ran with me for a bit. That was a lot of fun. A couple other people that I ran with, it was fun to just hear their journey. I was talking to one woman who just got a PB in Houston for the half. And it's funny because she's trying to, you know, qualify for Boston. And her halftime was like, I think, a 3.30 or something like that. It was a pretty quick uh, half. And I was like... Wait, 130? 130? Yeah, 130. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, and I was like, I think her, to like her Boston qualification was like, I want to say it was like 345 or 330. I'm like, 
Yeah. You've you've got you've the got walk that the second half. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, a lot of people came out. It was nice. There were some newbies. There's one guy I talked to who had been a weightlifter for a long time. And he's like, I went running with some friends and I couldn't even keep up for like a mile. Mm-hmm. So he started running and he just ran his first half and he's kind of hooked now. Wow. I think, you know, that thing where it's like, well, I got this far. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't stop training because I like the way it makes me feel. Yeah. So he's in it. Yeah. Lots, lots of people. That's uh, how we all got sucked into this scam of marathons. <laughs> it's yeah. Ponzi. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's definitely a scheme. Yeah. Look, collect all six. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. The avid majors is definitely a pyramid scheme. You know what? We haven't got enough money from you. We're adding a seven. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, yeah, I feel like there's a sarcophagus in that pyramid somewhere for me. I don't know. The um, I'm not a beer drinker, but the Hoka custom beer they made, it wasn't too bad. It's called Where's the Where? Start? What time? What, what time, time does is this? Start? What time does the race start? There mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And apparently we still didn't never figure that out because <laughs> I, we thought it started at 10 a.m. <laughs> I think it was 10, 10. Yeah. Okay. And Ben Rosario was there. Yeah. Uh, Peter Abramson was there. I mean, a ton of like, yeah, it was people. just like, was, like ridiculous. Was cool. There was a dance party. Oh yeah. That escalated line. quickly. Pizza. Yeah. I thought you were kidding about the dance party and then I saw the video. Yeah. You weren't out there when that was going on? I, I may took have been, that video. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on. I was trying to round up people. So you're going to see in the video that uh, Carl's putting together, uh, we got people's feedback because it was the first time the public got to wear the CLOX one. Mm-hmm. So we did the run. And here again, I have to say, if you go to a, run, a group run where they're handing out speed shoes, <laughs> it's going to be a quick a little run. It's the paces. People seem oh, to be yeah. like just going out. Yeah, I think I did. I was running like a seven forty in like a giant group of people. Yeah, which it, is like not that chill, especially when it's dark out and there's yeah. no lights anywhere, and you have no idea where you're going. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, hey, um, but yeah. So people did go fast. I mean, obviously, all paces were taken care of. Everybody, you know, was able to come in and have at least a couple people around them uh, to to guide them back. And it, I just, I love these. They're just so much fun because it's like all the fun of a race without any pressure, without any, why are you laughing? Because I think you hate racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love training. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Racing breaks my heart. Yeah. You can't. I train, I do all the work and I do it well. Yeah. It's honestly, the trade-off is not great. <laughs> <laughs> like. Three months of training for one day that could be derailed by yeah, just the weather. Like, but I, when that's it goes insane. well, like it's the best. It, yes, it is. But I've had more go sideways. I think that's everyone's. Now, life. when I look, that, when yeah. I look back at it, though, I'm like, even ones that I thought were a disappointment. I'm like, actually, that was a pretty good run. Um, it's it may have been like ten minutes or five minutes off of where I wanted to be, but I was like all distraught. But now I look back at those and I was going, ah, man, those were cool. Um, but the last one, I, I am definitely traumatized by New York. Like I am like doing this work for the next run and I'm like, what if I get there and it's another day like New York? Like I am like, it's hard to believe my training sometimes and it's going well. Granted it did speed work today. Great. Mm -hmm. But, but that's also how it was last time. Yeah. And there's this (laughs) ghost hanging over me like with a sickle. I guess it would be more like a reaper. So yeah. that's the ghost of Christmas 
Marathon past. Pre- present? Marathon past. No, past was the. It was the little fairy. I think present is the, yeah, right? I think present. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of Rizzo the Rat and Muppet Christmas Carol. You know, Scrooge is good. The Muppet one is good. Mm-hmm. The rest of them kind of suck. I've never seen. In the Christmas Carol? Yeah. Well, name a serious Christmas Carol that's any good. Uh Oh, you mean as far as the gen- the movie versions mm-hmm. of it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I think I've only seen the Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't. I don't. What about think- Scrooged? No, I never saw that. Robbie, you gotta go home and watch. Scrooge. I remember hearing that it wasn't that great, and so I never watched it. <laughs> what the one with Bill Murray? It's a classic. That's one of my favorite. That's might be Elf and that are like probably my two top. Really? Okay, I mean the Rotten Tomato score isn't too bad. Seventy seventy percent. That's not great. Yeah. Okay, people. I think I, I forget why. Yeah, I just always had a bad idea of it. But maybe I'll watch it next year. You got to watch it. I'm this. not watching it right now, though. It's good. Okay. Anyways, so the... That was Thursday night. Yeah. Friday morning, we went out and ran Wait, again. Thursday? You're fr- okay, we're just skipping past Skybar? Well, we did that every night. We didn't talk about it on Wednesday <laughs> Yeah, either. we drank a lot every Friday, every yeah. night. <laughs> we ended at our hotel bar every evening. And yeah. It was fun. It was too convenient. Which, by the way... And this shouldn't be surprising to me at all, but Florida doesn't have any any beers anywhere you go. Like none of the bars or restaurants or anywhere had any beers, so just had to. So when you went up and asked for one, what did they say? Did, did they, they look at, at you funny? Face? Like no, what are you just, talking about? It wasn't on the menu, or the one place had Heineken zero point zero, which I would rather drink gasoline than that. So I'm not. You uh, know what you could have done? Brought a thing element. And put it in club soda because that is my jam. Oh, that's actually a good hack. I should have done Dude, that. Dude, I am so addicted to that now. Like if that came in cans, I would be out, yeah. of, out of money. Yeah. Maybe next time I will do that if I'm in Florida. There's the best. But it's like if you're up here, every bar has like 15 NA options. So I don't know. Is it the Mason Dixon NA line? I think it's just maybe it hasn't reached. I think it's more the... The, the culture <laughs> i don't know um, i don't think orlando had culture <clears throat> it was an interesting place for yeah, sure the city was weird the downtown reminded me of harrisburg pa but on a larger scale if you don't if you've never been in harrisburg's downtown you don't know but if you have you know to me it just seemed like disney sprawl like you felt like you were still on an amusement park sort of like i was like uh, i got sacramento vibes like okay, sack yeah. and it was. Okay. It had like closed. I don't know. Half of it was shut down. Yeah, it, to, I said at one point it reminded me of like uh, Grand Theft Auto, where there's storefronts, but you can't go in them. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. NPC storefronts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Orlando was pretty interesting, but I didn't find it neither bad nor good. It was kind of in the middle. Yeah. I will tell you, I went to Publix to get a sub because everyone said you got to get a pub sub, mm. and I waited in line for a half an hour. Was it worth it? It was it was very good for. The Have you price. never had a public sub before? Mm-mm. Oh, Have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so my parents probably, lived in Florida. Yeah. I assumed you had been there too. So, I mean, I've been to Publix. I just didn't know the the pub sub thing. Oh yeah, and there's like always a line around lunchtime. I will say the. I saw someone get a chicken tender sub that was two dollars <laughs> off. So it was it was like eight fifty, and it was this big and just. 
packed with like chopped chicken tenders. I don't know if that would be good or not. Just chicken tenders, man, on a sub. <laughs> yeah, but that's bread on bread. It's like it's got breading on the chicken tender. But it's fried bread. You don't like carbs on carbs? I just so dry. I like I'd have to put so much. Hold a time, like hard time out, dude. Right. It, a, a chicken sandwich at Popeye's or a, yeah, or that's Chick-fil-A. a fried chicken. That's sandwich. literally it's just the same a, thing. It's a chicken tender on a sandwich. Uh, here's the thing: I'm picturing like grocery store chicken tenders. <laughs> no, but theirs are actually super legit. Not. I know what you're thinking. The generic, like they get the frozen ones out of the back. Yeah, and- no, no, they're. For sure, legit. So is that what you got? I didn't because we were eating so terribly the whole time. I was like, I need to eat just like lunch meat, lettuce, tomato, onion sandwich. Um, and it was good. And it was fairly reasonable. But yeah. the, the line, I want to do it again. What day did we get the Thai food with, with our... The so, first, uh, Thursday, yeah. Okay. Norm, help me out. <laughs> yeah. And then I couldn't... Like, I know, I hate even talking about this because I know how annoying it is to everyone. But, like, the when I rolled my ankle again, and that was, like, ruined my weekend. Oh, yeah, let's let's explain what actually happened because you were supposed to be doing more running. Yeah, so I was going to do eight miles Friday morning and then a long run on Saturday morning, which who knows what happened. But the, I was, Friday morning is just, the weather was amazing. 50 mm-hmm. degrees, whatever, sunny. And I'm running, feeling great. I was heading over to see Aldrin and Alex from CLA at the CLA Out run of pocket. At Track Shack. And so I ran into Allie Feller and Dina Castor right by the lake or start line. And they were trying to get over a, a metal barrier. Uh, <laughs> Dina was trying to take it apart, which wasn't successful, but they did climb over. Meanwhile, like 25 feet down, there was an opening in the fence. (laughs) Um, But then, so I was running over there, and you know how the streets kind of close off, so you can run on the street sometimes, and you got to jump on the sidewalk. So I jumped on the sidewalk, and the group run that they were doing was kind of, some people were coming my way, and so I, like, tried to move off to the side on the sidewalk, and then there was one of those rounded curbs, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not a real curb. Not a right angle. Yeah, smooth like a. So I landed like in the middle of that, and then the whole like. So wait, were you going? Which foot was on the outside? So, uh, my left. It was my left foot that I rolled. So that was the left foot that hit the curb. Isn't it when we saw the photo of you almost curling an ankle under? Wasn't that your right foot? Uh, Yeah, it's both. It's same. So you just wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It felt like one of those picnic tables. Did you fall and eat it? Yeah, I didn't even know what happened until I was already on the ground. And then... Did I, people see you? Yeah, those, so the two guys that were passing, they were like, dude, are you okay? And they are like, how's your ankle? <laughs> I was like... Did anybody take pictures? Not good. Um, no, I don't think we have pictures. But then I cut my hand, and my hand still hurts a lot. Like, I can't do a push-up because it's, Jeez. like, br- <laughs> like sprained or bruised. And then the next day I was hurting because I think I landed on my shoulder and then tore up my knee. It was like, like a bad, it was probably the worst fall I've had. And yeah, it was it's just so annoying because I was like, this is. Are you documenting your ankle twist? At this point is it's, <laughs> it's just every week. Overwhelming. No, but I think you should keep a log. I in, in my head, I have a log of the last year. I've done it four, four times in the last eight months. Yeah. So. Is it better now? 
Yeah, I think I can run today. Okay. So I I did ice a little bit, and then I've been putting arnica but, gel and um. Oh, doing the the wrap. Nice. Not the wrap, but oh. arnica and CBD cream, like the mm. twenty four hundred milligrams of CBD. I feel like it helps. So, when we did the shakeout run at Track Shack, did you do that? That was the night before. Okay. So, oh, so this you is didn't, Friday morning. So you didn't or, really run yeah. Friday morning that much. Right. So I finished that run out because you know how like after yeah. you sprain it, you can still Adrenaline run on and it. Stuff, yeah. um, and then uh, that night at the Hoka run, Sidious, yeah. I was like, mm, maybe I can like do it a little bit. You did jog some. Yeah. Like at 11 minute pace for two miles. And even that was like probably not Iffy. a good idea. Dude, that run was a lot of fun. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Are we on to that? Yeah, uh, yeah let's go. Let's do it. Wait, right. wait, wait. But I do, because this happened before that, my two favorite Robbie stories. <laughs> the first one is that he came down to meet us. I don't even remember where we were going. That was <laughs> the first night, Wednesday night. We're waiting in the lobby, and he just looks down and says, my pants are on inside out or no, backwards. my pants are on backwards <laughs> and you can like, and you can see it cause it, it had like a, <laughs> it had like a MC hammer, the poof, like poof in the front. Like I was like trying to put some on my pockets. I'm like, why is it like still on my ass? So <laughs> I was, was well, like the whole time that I was getting ready and coming down, I'm like, why do the pockets <laughs> on these pants go backwards? Like towards my butt. And I was like, this is a weird design. And like, and then when we were in the lobby, I looked at Thomas's pants and his logo was like on the opposite side. I was like, why is his pants? We were wearing the same pants, by the way. Yeah. But I figured out how to put them on the front with the strings because there's strings in the front. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. Like, that seems You're like, like this is a bad design <laughs> tying it behind my back. <laughs> Got to do that no look tie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting. But then remember on the TV screen, it said it was National Backwards Day? Yeah. And it kind of worked out. Yeah. Robbie lives that, uh, that life. But then the best was the next day, we're walking around the city. I think this is after you got your public set. Yeah, it is. And Robbie has his T-shirt on <laughs> inside out. <laughs> <laughs> and just walking around <laughs> for like three hours yeah. and Allie Feller called him out in front of a bunch of people yeah she saw me I was just walking past her meetup or whatever and then she's like Robbie come here and I was like Ugh. like I was just trying to eat my lunch and so she it's like a hundred women you know yeah. and so she brings me over in front and I'm like have my groceries with me because I the Kodiak bars were two for five dollars at that grocery store which <laughs> is like a pretty good deal so I was like yeah. I'll just get these for home and I had um, all that with me, and she was look, talking to me, and then she's looking at me, and she's like, so is, why is your shirt inside out? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I looked down, and she's like, did you mean to do that? And I was like, no. <laughs> all right, so I came down here to see Allie on the run, or just walking past, and Allie like, pulled me aside to talk to me, and she was like, is in front of all these people, by the way. Uh, she's like, she's like, oh, is your shirt inside out? And so, sure enough, for the last three hours, I've been walking around with my shirt inside out, which makes it number two wardrobe malfunction after my backwards pants earlier this week. So, uh, just when I got out of the shower, I like just because I wore it earlier that morning and then took a shower. Yep, yep. Probably yeah. smell too. My 11 year old, <laughs> like, he got past that stage at like 
I want to say eight or so. <laughs> I don't know. So I was apparently one. To be he fair, still doesn't match socks though. I didn't notice your shirt it's when what, I first saw I you. I think because it was tie-dyed, the whole yeah. design. Like, it's tie-dyed and embroidered, so you could see the design right, right. on the other side. Yeah, but it was, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, second check-in. You know, it is strange for us. We meet you guys uh, when we're at these events. And we, I say stuff on this podcast I don't even remember I say. And I can't tell you how many Jazzer size comments I got this past week. But I want you to know that it's, it feels special to us that we become part of your routine, part of what you're doing out there. And, uh, you know, we're so happy that we can participate with you. So thank you. Did you get sunburned at all while you were there? No, everyone said they did. Dude, I, like, I wore a hat a lot. I did wear a hat and some Like glasses. it was laser beam. The f- weather was phenomenal. Like the the weather oh, was yeah. just fit like high 40s, 50 in the morning and then crept up to like 70. So you were never like freezing. It was like sweatshirt. The weird thing weather. The weird thing about down there though is like if you're in the sun it feels like 90 degrees and then if you're in the shade it feels like 50 yeah, degrees. Yeah, like <clears throat> almost like you're cold. Yeah. But we we ended up uh going over the Sidious Hoka shakeout run. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, dude, it was like running celebrity, mm-hmm. like central. Hella Runs was there. I mean, you you saw Jeff Dengue. You saw Brian um, Metzler. Yeah, Metzler was there. Uh, who else was there? I mean, Mike Ali Feller. Yeah, I mean, everybody. I think, yeah. I think everybody was yeah, actually Tommy there. Tommy and those guys. <laughs> Everyone there. who's someone. And we were fortunate enough. Uh, so we did the run. And then again, it was fun. I ran with a guy that I noticed he was wearing a dojo, a pain hat. So he, I'm like, oh, you're from D.C. Let's talk. What are you doing out here? And he went down to the trials just to meet his dad. It was like a meeting place for him and his dad to come and That's cute. spectate, which I thought was really nice. Uh, ran with some other people. I ran with Allie for a little while. And I don't know what Allie's talking about. She can run. She's fine. She can run uh, pretty, pretty fast. Like she, I know that she's not up to like full speed. But she's kicking ass. Yeah, she said she was just going to come and hang out. And then I was like, no, you're running. And then all of a sudden I was running with Mike Coe and you and Allie just like took Dang. off. Yeah. Um, and then she was running with this guy, Chris, who has, I, I don't, I think he might be marketing with the uh, Boston BAA. Okay. He's a nice guy. But uh, we were running around, had a great time. And we had the, the best thing was Gooder had sent us 300 pairs of sunglasses to hand out. I get back. Robbie looks like that, like he's in an ice cream truck, handing out popsicles. Yeah, and uh, handing them out. And man, it's like the gooder humor, man. And how excited were people to get those gooders? Oh yeah, I it mean, was like a frenzy. Yeah, you could honestly give away like free tarantulas, and people would be into it. Like, yeah, but if you if you just said free, they would just let them yeah, crawl. But I think it was. The, I think I think it was sweet. the gooders. No, I, it's for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's definitely if you want something for free, that's like a perfect thing to give away because one size fits all. Yeah, they look cool. They had the kind of American version, I guess. Yeah, stars and stripes, maybe. Yeah, with blue lenses. So it was uh, I saw a ton of people wearing them. I mean, there's maybe right now people are looking if they're watching this on YouTube or, or that maybe they're looking at a photo of Robbie looking pretty cool in them. 
Yeah, I was wearing that for a little you bit. Gave a gave the ones off your head you gave to a lady. I saw you do it. it yeah, was very I, sweet. I walked up and asked you guys for a pair, and you wouldn't give me them. So, oh yeah, that's fine. There's no way. And we had to please the people. Uh-huh. But um, handing those out was a lot of fun. Just seeing the smiles on people's faces, and really, I mean that that's what these events are about. And like at the same time, they're giving out ice cream and uh, Olipop, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And but it's like. Again, Megan's going to say, I don't like racing, but here's what I like about this. When you're racing, you're not hanging out with the people, talking, having a good time. Like people are getting this experience where they're getting some free stuff. They're getting to meet some of the people they want to talk to. They're meeting new people. I mean, it's just a great experience for the runner. So like, I hope if you're at a race or you're at an event like this, you don't just go on a run by yourself. Don't just get miles, come out, hang out. It is totally worth it. It'll fill your gas tank. It is, it's just fun. Yeah. I mean, not literally fill your gas tank. We're not that generous. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's a promotion we do next time. Yeah. Work with 7 Eleven. Yeah. We keep you running. Or Rofo. Fried chicken and gas tanks. Ooh. We could get in that Publix. Uh, we could be doing the, the chicken tendy yeah. sandwich. <laughs> with you, you could do a pub run and then double that down. Pub, pub. Pub, pub. Pub pub, to pub? No, dub pub. Dub pub. I like wow. that. Dub pub run. Let's do that. All right. If you're and listening. The, and then the best part was we got to be on the Sidious Mag show with Kyle Merber and Chris Chavez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was super fun. Those guys are very, very fun to hang out with. I was expecting um, that YouTube clip to have a lot more hate on us, but it yeah. turns out we we did okay. Except I mean, our, our picks were outrageous, but we knew that. I forgot Kevin Salvano's last name, like, on the spot. Oh, and I was yeah. like, dude, I'm sorry, Kevin. Don't you hate that when, like, you know, I hate it when I walk up to someone and I know this person's name. I have talked to them a yeah. hundred times. They're good friends. And I'm standing right there in front of them and I'm like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always ter- like kids, parents at my kid's school. Even some of them who I've like, talked to many times. I'm, you're past that point where you can't ask their name again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's terrifying. I've called people the wrong name so many times oh. that now, even if it's the right name, I am like, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Just using every letter in the Hey, alphabet. dude. <laughs> um, yeah. But that, that was funny because uh, we were rolled up on Bernard Lagat and both Tommy and I knew who he was, mm-hmm. but we couldn't do the name thing. Yeah. So I had to do the, Hey, we're big fans. And then Megan, like we, we were like, Megan, we're blanking. Megan's like, you mean Bernard Lagat? Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot I picked Dakota Linworm on her podcast last week. I did too. And I was like, man, I should. Did you, did you really on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. At least threw the name out there. Well, I remember seeing her in Chicago and she did well, but I didn't think she did well enough that she would, Smoke the uh, feel that. Yeah, she had it, man. Dude, Puma had a day. And she also, at Chicago, I, I'm almost 100% sure she was wearing the Fast R2 in Chicago. Okay. And I'm not sure. I, I guess right, yeah. I guess it's the DV8 Nitro Elite. It would be the four or something. So it's no, not the, the three? The three is what they're saying. Oh. They're saying it's the three proto is what was on the list. So, okay. So it's. It's just because it's not out yet. It's called the Proto. Yeah. Okay. But wait, that's the one that we're getting this fall, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Or that we've already seen at the the running at the event. Running at the event. running event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I guess we go to the race day then. I have to say yeah. that the color, the Puma colors, yeah, it looked really good. stood out. Like when we were watching the crowd, for sure, it was easy to spot their runners. So they did a really nice job with the kit, and the shoes look great. I mean, they, they, they the whole thing, top oh. to bottom, looked great. It, it also helped that they were all in the front pack for like majority of the race. Yeah, it looked like a like a race car driver kit. Uh huh. Yeah. Like it looked good. Yeah. So we started off the day. We walked over. Well, first we went for a run. Oof. Robbie didn't think I was going to run that morning, but I did. Dude, I still, I honestly. Why did we think, why did he think you were going to make it? I'm so shocked and don't understand. And it actually makes me a little mad. <laughs> like inside. I want you to, I wanted you to fail. Uh, I, you know what? Thomas that, was playing a drinking game with a friend of ours, Chase, and he called him out and one of the rules is if you're holding the glass in your left hand or right your right hand. hand and someone says Buffalo, no matter how much of your drink is left, you have to chug it. And Thomas had just received a freshly poured Manhattan. Yes. And, and a generous pour so as well. It makes me want to and throw up just chugged about it. it. <laughs> yeah. And then proceeded to continue drinking. Yeah, I put that down. Well, I was having a good time. I was talking to uh, Knox, who you may know as first run on Instagram. He's like... He's like the leader of Black Roses. He, he is. Yeah. He's like, I feel like he's one of the pioneers in kind of like club running, like uh, unsanctioned stuff. Like he really, to me, personifies that what I love about this next generation of like runners that wasn't like store led groups. Mm -hmm. It's like he created. Like the culture. Yeah. Like it, it's, it was outsider running kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I love what he did there. So he was there with his friend Erica and we were talking. And of course, he's not that much younger than me. Uh, he's, he's younger, but not like a ton. And New York City, back in the time that I was there, we were able to like talk about some of the stuff that was going on in New York. So I was really having a good time. So I, I kept drinking. And uh, both Knox and I had uh, also an espresso martini, but he did his with tequila. I'd never seen that before. Well, and then our bartender came around with shots of tequila. Yes. And we also were had sushi before we came here, and there was some sake rolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, I had double sake and a couple of beers there. Yeah, we were having a fun time. And the next morning, one of the guys that we had met who happened to be in, we didn't know them, but they're from like Westminster or something, or maybe yeah. closer to DC. Westminster. And so I, they, one of them was wearing a Ravens hat. So I was like, hey, what's up? And so the next day he's like, hey, we're going for a run at 730 if you guys want to go. Uh -huh. And I had eight to do. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I Dude, I would be puking all day long. I wouldn't have even gone to the trials. I guarantee you. <laughs> like if I was, if that, if I had done what you did, I wouldn't have been, I would have just went home. Well, the difference is, so straight to the airport. I knew yeah. that if I didn't go for a run, I would feel horrible all day. Now, yeah. the run didn't feel great, but I was actually surprised at the pace when we got done. Well, yeah, so there was a group of six of us, I guess, and we went and did the course loop again. So those other guys did good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. it was Thomas, Carl, and I and three guys. Okay. And I got their name. Josh is one of them. Uh, Arthur. Yeah, I think there's an Arthur in there. Let me um, see. And we did the course loop before it opened for yeah. the race. And because it it was the first time that I actually got to run on the roads, because obviously all the roads were shut down at that point. So it made it a lot 
easier. Oh, man, I'm so mad. At- and yeah. here's the other thing. It gave me a lot of empathy for the runners because yeah. one, I found out there was no porta potties on the course pretty much. I think there was two near the start. And then the other thing was this was exposed. Like there was not shade on this course. Yeah, it was in the sunshine. I will say during the race, when that stretch that we were coming down, I was like, people need to listen to my light pole theory. Uh, <laughs> Cause, but this, there was shade on half the yeah. street and it, maybe it's cause the water tables were all the, the tables were on that, the other side, but they were still at the end of the road. Yeah. I was like, if you just went over five feet, you would be in the complete shade. shade. Yeah. And they were in the, just running through the like yeah. no shade, broad sunlight. And I was like, that would, that matters. I feel like, yeah. uh, yeah. So here's, here's the guys that we ran with that morning. It was a Jesse. I won't give you your last names in case you're on the run. Okay. Uh, Jesse, James. Arthur, and Andrew. Okay. That that ran with us. Of course, Carl ran with us too. But like, dude, I was feeling like I wanted to. I wanted to probably pop. It was a rough. Life. It was a rough run for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so uh, we did that. And you didn't crap your pants on the run. <laughs> no. There was, we didn't even stop because we didn't have to. There was no traffic oh, lights. Yeah. There would have been so many stops if yeah, I would have went with That them. was the thing. Like at one point I'm like, you guys can go on without me if you want to pick up the pace. Cause I, th- I thought we were running probably 10 minute pace at that point. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, no, we're fine. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And so, uh, we got done. We were, we were actually moving pretty qu- quick. Like eight thirties con- or something. Yeah. Wow. Considering that's crazy. And I did feel better. Like I felt like a hundred percent once we were done with the run during the run. We're obviously even Not more so upset. I, it's just ridiculous. I'm done. Um, okay, so then you should be punished for that. You should. <laughs> you should. There should actually be like a consequence. Like I know you're like, oh, I feel a little bad. Whatever. There should be hard consequences <laughs> for that type of action. <laughs> uh, anyways, whatever. So we, we tried to walk to the Hoka fly zone and we walked all the way down the street only to realize that we couldn't cross the street because everything was gated. So then we walked back another like five or six blocks across the street where we could. In a panic that we're going to miss the start because yeah. we didn't understand it was starting at 10, 10, not 10. Yeah. So we were fine. We got to the other side, made it over to the Hoka fly zone. And um, it was exciting. Like the first time the, the group came by, it was just like. It was just so exciting to be there, and because we were only like a well, mile, mile from, a from mile the from the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what was great was the fly zone had two giant screens yeah. to watch uh, the race, so you got to see the start basically, mm-hmm. and then they came running past the fly zone. Well, in the bar there was had the whole thing broadcast and on like fifteen TVs. Yeah, so was, yeah. that was cool. And was, I was very hungry. Yeah, are we going to talk about the chicken tenders? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you want to say? Is that what you were going to talk about? I was going to say we got something to eat. Yeah, those chicken tenders, honestly, were some of the best chicken tenders I've had in my oh, life. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. They saved my life just because I needed, like, Substance. some grease and, and chicken. Yeah. Dude, they were good, though, right? They were good. They were good. Okay. I, I, I don't know that I would put them up on, like, that <sighs> as high as you did. You must have been really hungry. I was hungry, but I don't. maybe not my life, but I'm saying that... That really did hit the spot, and and it was a good basket of them too. It was at least six yeah. chicken tenders. Like I couldn't finish mine. Like in Carl, I knew Carl could because like he just seemed hungry. Yeah, and he, he finished one of makes the and shout out to Steve who uh, offered to buy us a beer. At first I said no, and then right. Robbie said, "Yeah, we don't want to not accept your hospitality." So then I was like, "Okay, I'll have one." Mm-hmm. 
But that I started drinking and I was like, I don't, I can't go oh, back. No. Like uh, it wasn't feeling it. Okay. So uh, I carried it around for a bit and then, uh, but I do, you know, thank you so much. It's, it was great that uh, you wanted to hook us up and I appreciate it. Yeah. Steve. Good deal, man. Stove. What kind of name is that? <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? It's uh, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we watched, we basically stayed in the fly zone um, and watched on the big screens and then we would head over to the street right there, which we realized after the fact that if we had just walked down like two blocks, we would have had like a whole stretch to ourselves, but that's okay. And like really, it was a corner where people came in tight. Yeah. Like we were trying um, to reach over people to take photos and now I'm like, oh. You would have been right there. Yeah. I, it's still, I mean, we still wouldn't have gotten as good of photos as... Uh, uh, we had Justin Hall and um, Chase, Fleming. Chase Fleming taking photos. And by the way, man, both those dudes just knocked it out. Totally different style of photography, totally different style of what they did, but both just yeah, killed it. And they really I, did. I, the whole weekend, they just really did a great job. Um, I really appreciate them coming down and, and helping us out. So thanks, Chase. Thanks, Justin. Mm-hmm. You guys are champs, and man, you got skill. Yeah, that was awesome. And then... We wanted to go see the finish line, so we walked that way and then realized if you had any sort of bag, you couldn't get there. So, so what happened? Thomas was kind enough to take our stuff. And <laughs> I looked like a like I was moving. <laughs> Megan and I got to go squeeze ourselves into um, like the finish line, and there was these women right in front of us, and they saw Megan brought her daughter, and they saw Sloane was like just like couldn't see anything because she's they, tiny they let her go in front of them. And so oh. she was like right on the fence and then we were That's right cool. behind her. So we had a good view too. And okay. it was, it was pretty epic to watch. So how close were you to the finish? We like, were probably at 26.1. Okay. So, so that 400 meters away. Yeah. Okay. When we went to watch Megan or not. Yeah. 400, uh, 200 meters. Feathers again, worked her magic. And we were like at the pretty much the same spot, like maybe even closer. We were probably like, a hundred yards from the finish in Chicago. I don't know what it is about Megan. You got to bring her for finish line. So yeah, she's good. She's got good juju for finish line spectating. Okay. Yeah. And so when we saw, um, I'm talking about feathers, by the way, Clayton and (laughs) (laughs) when we saw Connor and Clayton coming down, it looked like they were neck and neck and I didn't realize what had transpired because we didn't have TVs. Right. 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 So I didn't realize that, Clayton was encouraging Connor and that he was struggling. Right. So from our perspective, it just looked like they were, they had agreed to race at the end. Did and you I watch thought, the video since then? Yes. Okay. Interesting. So what's your take after watching the video? You agree that he pretty much was like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Clayton carried him for the last miles for sure. And then let him take the didn't win. Didn't Connor say he almost didn't think he was going to be able to finish yeah, at he one did. point? Yeah. He was like, I wasn't sure that this was going to be my day. But I think Clayton was like just there to mentally bring him back to it. And wow, that's yeah. amazing. It's I mean, still crazy to me. Can you man? So they have the same coach. Uh huh. That guy can't lose. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't care who, which one goes out front. Right. I, I win. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That is wow. That, I mean, I feel like that goes back to like, training in a group or training together, like you can just get the most out of yourself when you're. Well, that's why I like running with uh, Jared. Yeah. Like, and, and I like, I do, I'd rather run five minutes slower with 
a friend than, you know, like be lonely. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it gets hard. Yeah. yeah. Final check-in. I'm going to go with an old school one here. One, come to a group run with us because I'm going to stick with that theme. But second, like, are we checking our breathing? Are we making sure that we're getting nice, even breaths? Making sure that we're using our nose when we can, breathing out the mouth, making sure those shoulders are loose. If your shoulders and your arms and your hands are loose, it's less effort and the paces seem like less effort. So make sure you relax your upper body and just let, let yourself fall into that glide motion and enjoy the rest of this run. We'll talk to you next week. And then uh, Leonard Career came in third, which is going to need a lot of help to get into the Olympics. Yeah, he seems to think he's going for sure. How, what ha, like what are the options? Does he have to race something else and Someone get the standards? Someone has to run under 208.10. So yeah. between now and then he has to get not, the not him, not him, anyone. anyone. This, this Any the weird, American. That's the weird thing is that if someone else runs the time, he gets the spot. That the spot unlocks. Are you kidding me? No, it's insane. So somebody at Boston could throw down yeah. and get a faster time than him and qualify for the Olympics, and he gets He'll the go. spot. How exciting is that? <laughs> How weird is that? No, no, think about that. But you can't do it at Boston because that's not an eligible yeah. course. Okay, but say that London. there is a course. London. London would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, any of the places that aren't Boston. Um, but say that that happens. How exciting is that? Because then they go to the Olympics, and you're like, that person... What a story that would be. They hustled their way in, got the Olympic trial time, then were able to like get a bronze or silver. In no, the- but they can't. It's still Leonard who's going. Yeah, he gets their spot. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Uh, yeah. It, no, the, the, your way does sound awesome. Yeah. That sounds very cool. That's not how it works. Let's rethink this, people. Yeah, it's a horrible method uh, to determine oh. who's going to make it. Yeah. I'd be, I'd, if I was a runner, would I be like, I want to help that guy <laughs> right, out? Right. Mm-hmm. The other way is that he can move up in the world ath- uh, athletics rankings to be in the top 80, like, runners in the overall rankings, not marathon times. So if he moved up in that. How do you do that? With this, another fast race. This sounds like, like when you Fast 10K or something? Yeah, or a half, then he, yeah. could, he could get in that way. It sounds like wild card. Or if, like, or if someone from the Olympic Committee pays $500,000 to someone on the IOC. <laughs> That's the third way. Yeah. <laughs> How bad do you want this guy to be going to the Olympics? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Are you, though? Yeah, probably uh, not. I don't know. That's Look, you, you can say whatever a, you want. Allegedly, I just have to say allegedly, right? Or you could be like, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then, so Leonard was third, but I think if there was another 200 to 400 meters in that race... That um, our guy, why am I forgetting his name right now? Because we just talked about uh, forgetting the Kibet. Kibet. Oh, oh, Kibet. Kibet. Yeah. Would have caught him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He was right on him when he finished. Yeah. Both had army singlets on, which I thought was interesting. Well, that's. I yeah. know Kibet ran for the army, but it's like in that kind yeah. of interesting that. He was in, He. I think he still is in the army. Yeah. Yeah. I always liked his quote. Uh, the last six miles tell you who's good at training for a marathon and who's good at running marathons. And he likes Dairy Queen, so that's cool. And then CJ Albertson, I swear, when we saw him running by from the fly zone, he was like 100th or something. Yeah, he came like way back. And then he was in fifth. Right. 
I was do you like, think he when? cut the course? <laughs> <laughs> He's not our editor for Runners World UK. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, we gotta talk about that because that's nuts. Good job. It's yeah. And then, and then, okay. of course, and then, of course, Zach panning. We got to talk about him a little bit. The dude was out front for most of the race, and then he I'll came tell you in what, sixth. Kevin yeah. Salvano. I feel like he he earned our our love. He went for it. Kevin was in top ten for like a hot second. Yeah, for the first five miles. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I and mean, he went out. We also had fans come take their photo with us that said they were cheering for Kevin because of us, yeah. and that is probably my favorite thing in the it's world. It's so good. I don't know. Maybe that's what we should start doing. Is, you know, hey, you want us to to get you elevated in the sport? We will get a cheer squad going for you yeah. at every race. It'd be funny if Kevin paid us to do all this. I he wish is in finance. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, we're just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. For $5, we will get a, and and you got to get us big heads. We will go to yeah. raises with your big head. I will tell you, you know what was nice? Christine had all those people with signs. Oh yeah, Christina Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christina Walsh. I, I I thought that was so cute that she had that uh, family. We were right section near in. her fans. Was up. that First Coast Sports? What, who was the um, Saint Pete Saint Pete Running Company? Oh, yeah. Saint Pete Running. Okay, yeah, that was out there cheering for her. So that was really nice. We also I also saw uh, Joe from Running Warehouse. He was enjoying some food or something in the yep. window next to us. Yeah, and so then obviously the women's podium was pretty awesome. And Fiona O'Keefe. Yeah, that's insane. Coming in hot. Okay. Like really Megan. doing the Molly Seidel repeat. Right. Yeah. I know. Puma, well, we were talking about how Molly wasn't Puma when she came right. in first. Was, but yeah. of debut marathon, Puma athlete, crazy. Also, her bloody chest is a lesson that you would probably have learned if you had run a marathon before. No, because I still do that. And every once in a while, I realized that was a bad idea. But I've done it. So she put a gel in her yeah, bra. Yeah, I, I saw that. Because we were like, I thought it was a nosebleed. Mm. But no, I mean, that's... Because that's con- what yours at London look like. Your it's dip. convenient. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, it's convenient. I get it. I would have done it. But I probably would have taken it out before so there I aren't, started bleeding. there aren't bras with... Pockets? There are. Oh. Did you see any UK athletes eating Morton? <laughs> sure did. I know. She came mm. in second place. Interesting. Mm. Um, and then someone else is saying that women's buns should have like gel pockets too, which seems, is that not a thing? I don't wear buns, so I don't know. Uh, but, where would um, you put it? Uh, the I same don't, where you line the, the top of the shorts. The yeah, the waistband. I feel like that has to But exist. also women wearing buns are typically pretty like either elite or professional. So they have their they own have their stuff, stuff mm-hmm. on the sides. I do like the amateurs that run in buns and they're like, cause like that takes guts. Look good. Feel good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I ain't running one in one inch split shorts. You know that. Yeah. I tried one time. I think and I did it for when Tokyo the wind blows. Yeah. It's like you get like, you're basically wearing a speedo. Yeah. You're like Marilyn Monroe over the wind grate. So we all did call. We all did call Emily sister. That's a re- how, how recent is that? Um, how recent is that example? That's bowl uh, or boge. Sorry, not yeah, bowl. bowl. Definitely. Boge. Oh, she she was she was deceased. Boge. Yeah. Sorry, bringing back before OJ. It's trying to make it work. It's okay. It's working. This is our new. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Were you talking about Jessica McLean? No, I was going to say our pick, Emily Sisson. Like she, yeah. was second. I feel like everyone, everybody's knew pick. that she was going to do it. For I sure. was actually surprised she didn't come in first. Yeah, well, Fiona had a day. I will tell you this: everybody looked tired and wet 
Like it was a hot. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy that fourth place Jessica McClain only came in 15 seconds after Dakota. And she's unsponsored. For now. Wait, there there was. Someone's going to pick her up. There's something else you told me about. That I was surprised at uh, how many women, like it was one of the hottest years. And that, oh, so the top 10 Olympic trials marathon times for women of all time, eight of them got replaced on this day. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. That's how fast the field was. Jeez. The course was flat, but, but the conditions were the not. The conditions ideal. were not, no. Yeah. Like Sarah Hall would have made it any other year, right? Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Fifth place. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, at that I, time. I see she destroyed Dez's master's record. Yeah. By a, over a minute, by like a minute and a half. It was fun seeing Dez out there. Yeah, she did great too. Yeah. Right? She 10th or 11th or something? Uh, Yeah, not top 10. Imagine what she could do with a super shoe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, CJ did all right. True. Yeah. I do. I do always, if I could go back in time and wonder one thing that would be different, it would be the 2020 trials if she had on the the alpha fly because she finished you mean the vapor fly back then no the alpha fly came out that day remember 2020 trials oh Oh, yeah if des had the alpha fly instead of that that hyperion elite two or whatever and she would she remember she finished like 15 seconds in fourth or something yeah Yeah, plus nike offered her a pair yeah i've always wondered i've always wondered would it would have made the difference but there's no way of knowing Mm. yeah Mm. that one hurts yeah um anyways so what, what were you gonna what was the thing we were talking about that we were gonna bring up oh the runner's world uk thing oh yeah 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 i think it's crazy yeah what so what exactly happened what marathon was it for, for starters it's like the london half marathon so it's like the a big one yeah um and she basically put a fake she made a new map. Yeah. And it was like the London Marathon map from like two years before that. And did it backwards. Yeah. And the GPX points were like, it's like she basically, if you know anything about editing, I, I've edited files before to say like, but because before Strava didn't have a thing where you could like, if you keep your watch on too long, like say. Wait, Strava has a way to edit? Yeah, now they do. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You can edit your run to clip off like the part where you went in your car after your run or whatever. I did not know that. Yeah. So, but back in 2017 or whatever, they didn't have that feature. So I would always forget to turn off my watch at the end of a run. And so you could just like chop off in the code of the GPX code, you could just chop off the last part of the run, you know, and okay. then just it would just be that data. But if you go into the code, there's so many. Like your GPS watch pings every second. So all that's in the code. So if you try to edit that file, which there might be programs you can do it where it fills in Like everything. an algorithm. Yeah. Um, but if you try to edit just manually, it's going to be all messed up. Like Because you would have to edit so many lines of code to be precise. But the the here's what I think is strange. Because we've, we've known a few people that have cheated. Mm-hmm. And they always blame the GPS or they blame this or that. And they always are very adamant they're not cheaters. Yeah, of course, as every cheater ever has been. <laughs> but she she's going, I'm not a cheater, but I did manipulate my map. Right. I did not run the full course. Right. Wait, she said all that? Yeah. Yeah. Because she said she had to. 
she peed her pants and then and then jumped off course and she's like, I might have gotten in at the wrong spot, but it was unintentional and I didn't know it. It's like, what? You know that. Yeah. Plus Dakota said that she peed her pants during the race. Yeah. Or someone did that. Oh, they really? said at first it Oh no, you know what? That was um during the Houston half. There's a British woman, I, I think she's British, who's got a pretty good Instagram. And she like gave a breakdown of her PB and she's like a super fast runner. Okay. She's like, I peed and at first it felt good because it kind of warmed me up, but then the opposite happened. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so then, um, but the thing is in regards to that first race, she said that her GPS watch died, but the dude from Marathon Investigation checked her finish line photos and you can see that her watch is still on <laughs> and she folded her bib in half. Yeah, which she did weird. all this, okay. all this stuff. There's uh, like mounting I just, evidence. I will never understand what is going on in your head that you were like, I well, want to cut this course well, so I have a fast looking time. No, but her time was like a one thirty two anyways for a half, which I mean okay, that's fast, but not but like she's not like at a podium or get awards or anything. You're not winning. It's and I guess she did respond and say, yeah, there's part of me that probably went to that has to maintain this image. She's admitting to all these things and still saying she didn't cheat. Yeah. She's saying that's why she uploaded a Strava file uh, that was like made up even though she ran She the wanted time. the time. And so here's, weird. here's the thing. Like, she had to uphold an image? Like she's saying, yeah, like because she's a, you know, a running, famous running or journalist. I don't feel that pressure. Like I don't understand I don't how. I think you have to get to a certain point to not feel that. Like all of us know that there's, good and bad days. Yeah. And honestly, like Robbie, you twist your ankle all the time. Yeah. You didn't, you had a goal for uh grit that you were unable to achieve because, yeah. because of the twisting of the ankle, because you went out really hot in the 50 K just, well, oh, I had COVID for a week. Too. Okay. COVID. <laughs> yeah. The list is extensive. Did anybody care that you no. didn't hit your goal. That's what's weird is like, I... Like, did anybody say, I'm no longer going to follow Robbie or be a no. fan of Robbie? Or even at New York City Marathon, when you're just, I roll my ankle, feel like crap. Even if it was a hat 50K, at like, I wouldn't... Like, I don't understand the point of it. Either just... And stop? I, yeah, just stop and who cares? Right. Or just, like, I don't... Under, and look, we have like legitimate amount of Strava followers, like in the thousands. But these are like a lot of people who do the cheating is like they have 10 followers on Strava. <laughs> but all of them are like, you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I, I mean, don't know. I, I have to say, I, I do understand the embarrassment that is involved with not performing to a level that you feel you should. Right. New York City for me was a disaster. Uh, I did not feel good about it. I wanted to finish. I could have DNF'd and just not had a time. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I want to finish. I, I'm out here. I did it. And there are there were times out when I was out on the course where I'm like, I should just not finish so that I don't have to post up this horrible, disastrous day. But then I was just like, it's just, who cares? Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Just well, and like, just if, you're, if you're feeling that crazy about it, that you're creating a fake map for, like, just don't race. Like, just don't put yourself out there I then. Just, I, yeah, I don't understand it, but obviously Or put your cool. bib on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. Yeah. 
figure out how to cheat, cheat better. better. <laughs> like when you're, if you're doing, if you're trying to figure out how to cheat after you finish the race, you've yeah. done it wrong. Yeah. That's not prepping. You have, you have what is it, planned to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Either fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. Um, so sorry, I want to bring something else up. Yeah. Geez. Lastly, the Taylor Swift thing has reached a peak where I had to respond to, uh, Oh no! It, Are you ruining it for everyone? Uh, what do you mean you had to respond? The whole th- if anyone listens to the podcast, no for the oh um, your school for my kids' school. Yeah, I know. Are you ruining it for everyone? Is she making him wear Chiefs outfits as they sing? It's worse. Do you know she's it's, dropping a new album? On it's April actually 19th? worse. I do, and it's even more discouraging. <laughs> Next year is going to be great for your kids. So whole new collection. His teacher made this assignment, <laughs> dude, where. It's a behavioral reward. So if the kids do achieve certain behavioral milestones within the class, they get to go to a Taylor Swift concert. It's that would actually be okay. No, they get to they get to collect all ten Taylor Swift eras. <laughs> what is that? Her al- like her albums. What do you mean collect? It's just like you get it on the board. It's like on a board, and it's like, oh, you collected the Midnight's era or the. Oh. And I'm like, dude. The, like I, I've had enough. I so have what to did respond. you say? What did you do? I mean, I wrote a. Oh wow! I wrote a thing. That's a novel. I wrote a whole thing. Uh, did you send it to the school? I sent it to the teacher. Your school, your kids are gonna, they're going down. She did just respond uh, to it, which I haven't read yet. But, oh jeez. Uh, what was I, the gist of your message? The gist was that I and I put in like little fun things like I tried to shake it off for a while but <laughs> and I don't want there to be bad blood um, <laughs> you did not I did oh Jesus um but I was like look I like Taylor Swift I bought 1989 on vinyl when it came out like that's her best but album. I was like are you a Swifty I was like I feel like my kid is essentially forced to like Taylor Swift at this point like to memorize her lyrics or sit at table groups named after her albums <laughs> um I just I was like and even I told her that Ride used to like Taylor Swift, but now it's like reversing itself because he's, they're being forced to listen to it. And I was like, but are you like being expo- exposing them to a diverse array of artists, like classical music, the Beatles, MGMT, like John Coltrane? Yeah. Like just a diverse Smashing array. pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no effects. I would love it if your kids came home singing Rat in a Cage. <laughs> I'd, I'd be much I feel like a rat in a cage. Um, but I just said, I'd, I did say I'm not willing to allow my child to turn into a Swifty against his will, <laughs> which might be a little harsh. But um, I did say, I'm just asked that like they could, he could, she could change the era's assignment into something else, like with a theme that he would actually care about, you know? Um, but yeah. That's basically the gist of it. I can't wait to hear how she responds. Yeah. You don't have to do it live. Okay. On the air. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'll maybe come up with it next week. Yeah. But like, stay tuned. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. The Swifty phenomenon has gone. We're in cult, cult level now. I don't think in the history, I mean, Beatles mania, you got to think there was like Michael Jackson was huge. Uh, when Thriller came out, like, I guess it wasn't Elvis around. was probably pretty big. Yeah, I that would probably it has to be pretty comparable to Beatlemania or Elvis. Mm-hmm. I, but that, what I was gonna say is, I don't think that lasted as long as 
The Taylor Swift thing is, oh, we're, yeah. we're going on like how and many she years? She has an Eras tour. But it keeps, yeah. gr- the thing that's crazy to me is it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand. But anyways, like I said, I don't have a problem like with her music or even people being super fans, whatever. But it's just like, there seems to be, that seems to be a little bit. You know who I'm kind of digging now? Like in that genre, like when we watch the Grammys, I like the Olivia Rodrigo girl. She's a, she's very good. Her tiny desk concert on NPR is like amazing. Well, what I find, like I was telling Meg, I said, I think I would like some Taylor Swift songs better if Olivia Rodrigo's voice was the one singing it. Her voice is she has an awesome. It's voice. fantastic, and she but she also like I I was like Megan, how old is this person? Because they they look like a child. Uh, she is. She's twenty. Yeah, yeah. she's twenty <laughs> <Right>. years old. <laughs> so I feel like she's a perfect person. Maybe if if Taylor's happy with. Uh, Kelsey, mm-hmm. she can just go be happy. She'll stop writing music because, like, who wants to hear anybody's happy music? Pass it off to Olivia. Yeah, Pass I think the torch. She, I would like her to be the next. Like, I like her voice. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, what was the song that she sang at the, the vampire? vampire? Yeah. A song's good. Yeah, she did that on the NPR thing. It was, like, I was very impressed. Yeah, she's got a really good voice. And um, she's the one who does the Drive by My House song? Driver's yeah. License? Yeah. 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 No, she's good, yeah. but and, and then I'm not into that kind of music. Our friend, that I like. our friend Kyle Whalum, who trail runner, Path Projects guy, bass player, Kelly Clarkson, Bam mm-hmm. member, sometimes Katie, with Katie, Katie Perry. Perry. He played on the Grammys. Yeah, oh, he, he, did? he was Miley Cyrus's bass player. Oh wow! Yeah, did that? Did we get to see him? Um, I think so. Because when she was doing her thing, she was up by herself. Yeah. Okay. Oh, say so maybe. Okay, so maybe he was like on stage in the yeah. shot. He was definitely on stage though because I saw. He posted some photos. Yeah, he's rad. Yeah. I mean, he's rad. That's super cool. She, and it's I will say cool. I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan. I think she, like she's weird. I don't I don't know. Like when I watch her, I'm like, are you animatronic? Well, I I am like, she's kind of a Nepo baby. So it's, a little bit of that. But it's also like, I'm very excited to see you. <laughs> That's the problem is that she's so country that the whole when she like switched over from country to Hollywood, I'm like. You're still country as f, like, yeah. like Robbie almost dropping an f bomb. That's good. You're still in that same. Actually, like, you're not. You're not convincing me. What? What? It was the impression of Harry Carey that um, <laughs> what's his name did. Um, Will uh, Ferrell. Will Ferrell's impression of Harry. She's how far happy to be here. Oh, Dolly Parton's my favorite. <laughs> like, and I can't stop seeing that when she's talking. Like, are those her real teeth? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I'm like, you're Tina Turner now. Her hair was wild. This is what I'm saying. She doesn't have, and honestly, it's a little bit of a problem I have with Taylor Swift too, is that she just changes her identity to fit whatever is the thing. It's not like she has, I felt like Taylor Swift in the same way was super like embedded in country. And then she's like, now I'm just going to be this like badass, like... 19, pop star. 19, what, what, yeah, but she also was like 15. Like she grew up. Like she's going to change. I, I feel like it's more of a marketing move than a true, true change. I could hear people suggest that she do oh, it. Oh, sure. She, yeah. Go out and date a lot of guys. And, but now and she's making her own music, it. Robbie. So. Uh, really? I don't know. I'm even a little bit divided on that because I feel like it's mostly Jack and Antonoff's music. Like. Her, it's a her, collab. It sounds like a Bleachers album, just her doing it. Okay, what do you think of the, uh, we're going way off topic here. What do you think of the brother-sister relationship that is 
um, uh, who's the who's the girl with the other uh, mother the boy Barbie song? No. Um, oh, 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 Billie Eilish. Yeah, Billie yeah. Eilish. Oh, I don't even get into that whole drama. It's just creepy and weird. I know that her and her brother. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. I don't talk about that. <laughs> All right. Shoot, we got to end this. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. So you got so, a little bit of Grammys talk in there. And, and you got a lot of Hoka trials talk. We can't thank Hoka enough for yeah. letting us be a part of the weekend. It was great. We enjoyed uh, meeting everybody, hanging out. It's always fun to see every, all our friends down there. So that was great. And a special thanks to all of you who came out to shake out runs, hung out, told us your story, just shared some miles with us. It was It was a lot of fun. Yep, for sure. Thank you. Hi, Ma.